Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Career Services Assistant Director Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our show... Uh, my name is Tammy Crow, and I am the Director of Admissions on the Operations side of the House of Admissions. So, yeah. Welcome, Tammy. Welcome. We're very excited. Uh, you are like super secret weapon here. You know, everybody, when they think of admissions, thinks about recruiting, right? We've talked to mm-hmm. lots of, of people. Travis was a recruiter. So we're kind of excited to hear about what goes on on the backside of things. Mm-hmm. So if you could just start with telling us what your office does and kind of, yeah, how they, how they operate here at Northwest. Okay. We always say we're the behind the scenes people. So doing a podcast is probably out of (laughs) of our norm (laughs) on any given day. So, um, but yeah, I'll um, share what we do again. We're like really all the, the behind the scenes stuff. So we process all the admission applications for the different student types mostly undergraduate, but we do see the graduate international applications too. They start here and we collect their information before they go into the graduate office. We do a lot of the mailings um, to students, like when they're accepted, we send out their acceptance packets, help with help with that piece. Um, and then we just kind of help with some of the, you know, like developing the um, brochures, um, helping with some of the communication plans. We don't really handle all of that piece, but we're just kind of working with the other parts of admissions to to bring it all together. So so yeah, that's what we do. So when you say processing, you're taking the information that the student puts in the online application and how do you process that? We have a lot of several, I guess, different application platforms. And so the students that apply um, submit their information and then that comes into our one centralized banner system. And at that point, we determine what what we need. So for the different student populations, we're going to need different things. So freshmen, we're going to need their high school transcripts. We do ask for ACT or SAT scores if they're available, although we are a test optional institution now. So it's not required that they have those. Okay. So test optional means you don't have to take those. Correct. Transfer students, kind of the same thing. We um, look to see where they've attended. If they have more than 24 hours of transfer credit, we're only going to look at their transfer work to make that admission decision. If they are like a newer college student and have less than 24 hours, then we look at the high school information too. So just kind of make that assessment as the information comes in. You know, we have the other student groups too, like dual credit. We look at high school transcripts and um, international students. We have to get like English proficiency scores to make sure that they can communicate and understand when they get here. But yeah, it all kind of depends on where they're coming from, what their situation is, and where we go from there. So what kind of volume are you talking about? Like how many applications a week or in a month? Or I'm sure it goes like this, right? Like you get lots of applications at certain times of the year. Yep. Um, So really August to December is probably our highest peak time for, um, well, that would be for freshmen, which is our definitely our largest population. And so um, we just had our weekly report come out today. Um, so we kind of keep an eye on that every week to determine, um, you know, where things are. But really in a given year for like a fall, we'll get around um, six to 7,000 freshman applications for the whole cycle. But yeah, August is when that really ramps up and goes all the way through. Um, we do They do continue to come in throughout the year, but definitely the fall is our heaviest time for that. Um, transfer students, it's they kind of wait sometimes closer to the semester starting. So 
you know, toward the end of the fall semester, we'll have a little ramp up for the spring. Um, and then over the summer, it seems like we get a little ramp up for the, the next fall. Um, international students is really kind of right before, like the semester before is when they're the highest. So I don't know, fall fall's definitely our busiest time all all around, but, but spring's really pretty busy too with, the, you know, other like international for sure, um, some transfer students and that type of thing. So and, and what size of shop are you? You, you mentioned 6,000 applications. So how, how many people actually are processing that large number of apps? We have nine total um, and then plus some student employees. So we have two people that focus on transfer, um, two that focus on international, and then three that focus on really our domestic freshmen. And then we have a lot of cross training as well. So I'm helping out. Um, and then we have a data specialist who does you know the letters and pulling the lists and all that. So so how did you come to Northwest? How did you get to this role? Well, I grew up in Sanbury, which is pretty close to Maryville. And I think when I was looking at college, I I don't know. I don't remember really considering other places. I just knew about Northwest and that's where I ended up coming. And so, because I, I, I mean, I'd always liked Northwest as a school. And so so ended up here and then eventually met my um, future husband. Um, like senior year, I think we started dating. And what did you study? I was office information systems and criminal justice was my minor. So I really thought I would have a position in criminal justice someday. That was my interest. And so, so anyway, so we got to graduation and he decided he was going to stay for his master's degree. And so we decided to stay in town and I ended up getting a job here just because I needed to work somewhere when he was going to school. And so I started working at Northwest as an admissions clerk. I was a clerk too. I think at that position was what it was called at that point. And so it was just um, one of the processors. Um, so it was in that office. I mean, it was here. You were actually doing the processing. Yes. And I think at that point we didn't like um, technology has kind of changed a lot. And so I remember doing a lot of like data entry manual, like application loading, that type of thing. So I was in the office at that point, did that for maybe a year or two. And then I did the data specialist position in our office. And so it was more of the pulling lists and sending mailings and that type of thing. And then um, it, at that point, it was an associate director position that kind of led the office. And so um, I applied for that and have been doing that basically since. My title has since changed to director, but yeah, I was associate director for a long time. So you mentioned having student employees, and I would imagine that's you know an important part of your office, like it is for our office and most of mm -hmm. the offices across campus. So when you guys are looking to hire students, are there certain things that you're looking for, skill wise or experience wise, or do you just want someone who wants to do the job? Yes, both. I think um, first of all, I feel like you know right now. We just we want students that want to work. It, I feel like the workforce has changed a little bit, where students don't want as many hours as they used to. Um, back, I don't know, several years ago, it's like students. A lot of students wanted the twenty hour, like the full twenty hours. And so I feel like um, preferences have changed a little bit, and so they're you know just taking on lighter loads to um, balance their their course load too. And so I feel like in our position, it's nicer to have someone who hopefully wants to at least at least ten hours, just because the stuff that we do, it's kind of training intensive. And so by the time you get someone trained, you want someone that'll be here and be able to, to, you know, utilize the, all that training and skill that they've been taught. And so, so yeah, that would be number one. Um, I think detail oriented is a big thing in our office just because we have so many detailed pieces. Of, of stuff. So, so yeah, so that's always a big one. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of times students come in, don't have a lot of 
experience with detailed stuff just because they haven't had the opportunity yet. And so, so sometimes you don't really know, but we've been really lucky with the students that we've had and what they've been able to learn. So did you work as a student employee at all? I did. I worked in the environmental services office when I was a student worker. So I think it's, it's changed a little bit now. Like it's what facility services is now, but um, it was the office where we had all the cars and um, worked with all the maintenance guys to do their paperwork and all that. So I did that for all four years during college. So so you mentioned, you know, attention to detail, things like that. So what are some of the things that they learn from working in your office? I would imagine, you know, you mentioned, and we find this too, a lot of students come in, they don't have a lot of prior work experience. And, you know, we feel like we try and give them as many professional skills as we can. I would think your office, they're going to learn all kinds of skills that they probably don't have experience to beforehand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest things is probably just the phone and the experience they get on that just because we, you know, we hear from a lot of different um, student populations. We're hearing from parents a lot. And, you know, a lot of times people, if they don't know where to call, um, they think admissions will, you know, be where I'll start, which I think other offices feel that way too. So I <laughs> I think we're all just, you know, getting that. But, um, but yeah, I think just being able to talk to multiple groups, um, I think that's something that they are able to gain confidence in and kind of learn all the different segments and something that hopefully helps them down the road as they are meeting, you know, you never know who they're going to work with. So um, I think that'll help them. So that's a good point. I think we try to train our students as well to do well on the phone because it's that unknown factor, right? Somebody's going to call me. I have no idea what help they need. And so just in the moment, being able to get them the information that they need or get them to the office that they need or, yeah. you know, whatever, just that, that piece of kind of in the moment customer service piece. Yeah. They're really, they really have to gain an overall campus knowledge just to know, like, if it's something that we don't do, where can I send them to get that help? So. And the most interesting thing for that, for me, helping students learn that is that sometimes it's not the knowledge that they have, it's learning how to ask the question to get the information. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the real skill is you've got to yeah. learn how to ask questions that get you the the right information to pass on to somebody sometimes. And that's, yeah. that's also hard if you don't know, you know, if you don't know who to ask and you don't know what to ask, it's, it's a difficult thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of times if they call down to my area for something, it's like, okay, well, did you ask this? And I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's something they definitely pick up as they do it longer, knowing kind of how to dig down and say what the true question is. So I don't know that I've ever asked anyone this question. So you're my guinea pig, but I know for offices that work behind the scenes, what's maybe one thing or maybe a couple of things that you wish new people knew about the work that you do that could maybe make things work better, go more smoothly? That's an interesting question. I mean, sometimes I feel, I, I like that we get to um, work with all the different student populations. And, you know, there's different areas that kind of are over those different student populations. And so sometimes I think it would be helpful. And I, I think office, other areas do know, but just knowing that, yes, we understand that you want this done right now, but we're also trying to get this, this group's done right now. And um, so it's, you know, it's kind of a, a juggling thing, which is, is fine. I mean, it makes our days go really fast, but, but yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, everyone wants their stuff right away and there's just only so much time in the day and, and all that. But yeah, I mean, it's, I like that we get to see all of that, but it's sometimes. You need like a cue when you're on the phone, when they're like, <laughs> yeah. you are caller number three. <laughs> they can just check in and be like, your population is number three on our list. We will get to it soon. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and it's okay just because we are, you know, we're cross-trained pretty well. So I feel like, I feel like we do pretty good maintaining the stuff. It's just, there's always room for improvement too. So what, how were you involved on campus? What other things on campus um, have you experienced or would you recommend people to, to do or to see? From the student point of view? Any point of view. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I was involved in some clubs and I think that's important just to meet, meet people. I worked an off-campus job as well. Um, and so that's how I met a lot of my college friends that I hung out with. So I think just... Where did you work? You know, we're all about work. I worked at Walmart. So I was, <laughs> I was one of the... The Walmart tribe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually back in the day, it was like the small Walmart when I started. And it was really fun before it became super Walmart. You know? And it was just a different atmosphere then. But that's where um, I spent a lot of time back in those early years of college. So yeah, I I think that the getting involved and then, um, you know, we have so many clubs that, I mean, I did like um, the criminal justice club and the business Delta Mu Delta. So I I don't know, just, I I don't, I think those are still around. I think just finding your interest and. What interested you about criminal justice? Like what was so fascinating (laughs) to you about that? I think I probably watched like the shows back when I was in high school and that just got me intrigued and. So yeah, I still am like, man, maybe I should, maybe I should have looked into that further. But I liked what I was doing here, so I stuck with that. But, but yeah, that was always just the fascination of, you know, digging down into the truth. So, <laughs> yeah, search for truth. I got you. Right. I got you. Which yep. is a little bit the same, right? <laughs> In yeah. the backside of admissions, right? A little yeah, investigative, right. investigative <laughs> detail work. That's true, Hannah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> What advice would you have for students who are maybe starting the application process? You know, my daughter's a senior in high school and we're starting the whole Ooh, college one. application process. And it, it's a little overwhelming a lot of times. And there's just so much from someone who's on the other side of it. Is there anything, you know, I would imagine reading the instructions is probably an important part <laughs> like it is with everything. And I've tried to pass that on to, to my child. But is yeah. there anything advice for people who maybe are thinking about doing the application who are in that stage that, you know, as someone who processes those would be helpful for you and make their time easier as well. One thing that we always say is, you know, we'll sometimes have students that are like, oh, I don't know if I'll be admitted. And we just encourage everyone to apply because, um, yeah, sometimes you might not be a great test taker or um, you might have had like a rough year in school. I feel like Northwest and then, I mean, there are other schools in the state that are the same, but we kind of dig down more um, in those situations anymore. um, And we're able to like, we have some, you know, additional questions that we might ask just to kind of figure out like, okay, was there something else going on that maybe explains it? And so I don't want anyone to be discouraged before they even apply and thinking, oh, I'm not going to be admitted because there, there's potential that you that you would be. Um, in Northwest, you know, we might have you do additional like success coach classes or um, things like that. Just set you up with the resources that we have. So, so that would be my first bit of advice. Um, secondly, I think visiting campus is always very important because you get a, an actual feel for it. And so would always encourage that. Um, you know, I have a junior, so we're going to start doing campus visits. And so I'm kind of excited just to see that side of it too at other other schools. I think our visit program is really, really good and people are really receptive and positive about it. So so just, yeah, curious to see um, how other schools do it as well. But, um, but yeah, I think those are the two main things. Just it's worth a try and go see and see how it feels. Yeah, it's hard to visit other schools when you've been on the other side. Like when we uh-huh. would go, my wife was always like, stop like this is not about their visit program it's about you know 
<laughs> looking yep. at their stuff. So quit critiquing and just listen. So it's, it's hard sometimes when you know yep. how the sausage is made to just sit down and enjoy the meal. So I know that's, I'm curious. I don't know if I'll be able to just have complete parent glasses on <laughs> if the admissions glasses are going to come to, I don't know. We'll see. Any other, especially tips and tricks about either finding a job or a career after college, words of wisdom that you might have for students as they you know, look forward to graduating and, and starting a new new career? I guess I'm just thinking like when we hire, you know, people with experience kind of step above the other applicants. So any way they can get that experience, whether it's through like internships programs that you guys maybe are involved in, or um, I think jobs just showing that you're willing to work sometimes kind of set you apart from other applicants. So I, I, I don't know, I think that's important and something that I notice not even thinking of students, but if you're hiring a, a professional staff member in your office, it's not likely that they're probably going to have the exact experience. Mm -hmm. So are there things that translate well into the work you do there? Well, I'm going to go back to the details because again, that's just really important in our office. So that's what I look for on those applications or if they have customer service experience is important, but then detailed work. So if like they worked at a bank or, uh, you know, like even cashiering where you have to count money back, um, that type of thing, I feel like is um, shows that you have some attention. Is there something specific? Because I think the other thing that I see all the time is a student wants to say, or a person wants to say, I'm detail oriented. But I also know as hiring people, people come in varying levels of detail orientedness. Yeah. How do you, like, what markers do you use to gauge like, oh, this person is really a detail oriented person? If you've had to do something with money, chances are you're probably pretty detailed. <laughs> I mean, that, I feel like that's the best example outside of education. But um, yeah, that's something that kind of helps you dig into that level with you know. When, when you are looking for applicants, not to get too in the weeds with this, but we don't have this conversation very often, especially with on-campus people. So like when you're looking at full-time staff applications, is it the resume that you're really focusing on? Is it a cover letter? Is it a reference? What part of that is kind of the most important for you? Or are they all equally important? Um, they're all important, but I always go to the cover letter first. I feel like that shows the personality. And <laughs> um, again, it shows the detail because there are so many that they're either very short or there might be some typos. And I just noticed that. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I noticed that right away. So um, that, that's my favorite part to look at. So mine too. Mine yeah. too. If I you couldn't tell, to... Hannah agrees with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is good to get that applicant sort of voice. I mean, a resume yeah. is sort of like looking at a certificate, right? Like I can't tell what kind of person you are by looking at your diploma, right? It's just right. a piece of paper. And in some instances, a resume is like that as well. But that cover letter, you can kind of get a sense of someone's sort of voice. And yeah. yes, do they spell things correctly? You know, uh, yeah. all those little, little tiny detail oriented. Is it to whom it may concern? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they do their research? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. they, are they very specific in telling the story or did they read the job description? That's also a big one. Yeah. Um, but let me, let me go back then as we're talking about this process, because then interviews right? So this is the next level, right? So the candidate has made it through your screening process. Besides like asking for specific instances, what types of interview sort of maybe insight would you give to someone or maybe things that you've seen in interviews that you think could be helpful for people to know? Or not to do's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, luckily, it's been about a year since we've had an interview, luckily. So, what's that like? My, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear that. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. So, I'm not going to say anything more about that. But yeah, I think just letting your personality show is important. You know, you want, I, I always have other people on my team interview with us. And so, you, you want someone that's going to fit well with, with the team atmosphere. And um, so, yeah, I just, I feel like, yeah, you want them to have the experience, but then you also want someone who's that you feel is going to mesh. So um, letting that come through in your interview responses, I think is is important if you can do that. So, And practice helps. So career services can help you with practice if you need it. So <laughs> You could be a guest on Behind the Bearcat. Absolutely. We'll help you practice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, anything else that any other tips or wisdom you'd like to pass on from someone who's been in higher ed for, for a little while and knows how it all works? Gosh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think higher ed is kind of gets dogged on in the media sometimes. So just, I just hope people realize, keep realizing how important higher ed is and it can change lives. And so, yeah, this isn't probably the audience that needs to hear that. So I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but but yeah, I think that's, that's all I have. So. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat and we'll talk to you next time.